All right. Good evening, everybody. My name is Nick. I'm uh, going to be hosting for you tonight for the cover four with the guys. I got the guys with me. I got Marquise and Terrence. Marquise, how you feeling tonight? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. What about you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, Terrence, how you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Uh, a lot of interesting things going on this week. Ready to crack this thing open. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, we had something happen, too. We normally do pods on Tuesday. I mean, it's cut you off, Nate, but we had, like, family matters to tend to. Like, a, a good friend of the show, Lou Kovic, he, he passed away, you know, peacefully at his home. So, you know, we had a funeral attend and stuff like that. But great, great grandpa, stand-up guy, you know. So it was sad to see him go, but he lived a great life. Yeah, definitely want to send out our thoughts and prayers to uh, their family and everything, and uh, we appreciate everything. Um Things like that are tough situations. So yeah, we are we are human folks. So there will be times where we won't be able to do the episodes on our traditional uh, standard programming. But you know, so we go out. Our hearts go out to you know Marquise and then obviously the family of those who were lost. Um, this week's episode, we're going to do it a little bit different because there was uh, this was probably the hottest week in the NFL. I mean, easily the hottest week in the NFL since we've started, and then the hottest week in recent years uh, in the NFL. Um, so I think we're actually typically we start with the news. I think this week we're just going to jump right into the AFC South. Uh, so that way we can give ad- adequate coverage to the division before we get really started and everything that happened with the drama in the NFL this week. Um, so we're just going to start with the uh, records like we do with all the divisions. Uh, Terrence, let me know, how do you think the division is going to play out this year? So honestly, I got the Titans taking the division. Um, I got them going 11 and 6. Um, Colts behind them at 10 and 7, the Jags at 4 and 13, Texas at 3 and 14. All right. Yeah. So, uh, similar to me, I, I have uh, the huge drop off after the Colts. Uh, with Marquise, what are you looking like? I'm being real, real generous here. All right. I got the call. I got, <laughs> I got a tight, tight, Titans at 11 and 6. I feel like it's pretty obvious. Colts at 9 and 8. I don't know if you truly upgraded it at Wentz to Phillip, but who knows? We'll talk about that. I got the Jags going six and eleven. I don't. I don't know. I, that's generous. Yeah. That is very. That's big. Yeah, it is. That's the no, Jewish Foundation generous. <laughs> no, look, look, check me out. Their defense is young, and I feel like they have a lot of skilled weapons on offense. I feel like they're, if you look at their, you look yeah, at their that schedule tight end with Tebow. Oh yeah. No nah, hell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely have a lot of weapons on offense, but I feel like. It's, it's going to be a growing pain for them because you do have Urban Meyer coming in too. So coaching definitely plays a big I mean, role. Everything. In the game. If yeah. you looked at the, if you looked at their schedule, there were some favorable games. That's why I gave it to them. I didn't go, oh, you know, y'all are getting six wins no matter what. Like I looked, and there were some ones that I was like, okay, you're going to play someone here, or there. You know, you can squeeze this one. So you know, it's football any Sunday. Anything you know. can happen. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it and is. I got the Texans. I'm same thing with Terrence, three and fourteen. Honestly, I hope they don't want a damn game. <laughs> yeah i mean i i kind of agree with y'all uh i you know kind of just sliding up a little bit so i'm a little more generous on the top heavy teams a little less generous on the bottom teams um uh, i know the, why you heavy on the top team just go ahead throw that out there. i got the titans going 12 and 5 so I'll, i'm not oh, way okay. way up okay. there i got okay. them going 12 okay. five. i got them one, one more okay. game so yeah yeah i mean 11 to 6 12 and 5 you know we're right there um obviously they're gonna be the shootout Outside of probably Kansas City, they're going to be like the shootout champs in the AFC. You know, we know they don't got any defense. 
So, I mean, there's no, there's no hiding that. Um, obviously they have a great defensive mind with Mike Rabel at coach, but I mean, the talent's not completely there. They're kind of, uh, they're banking on a lot of what ifs on defense, but the, the offense is what's going to be there. You got arguably the most underrated quarterback in the NFL at Ryan Tannehill. You got the best running back in the NFL at Derrick Henry. Um, I don't know if y'all heard, but the goat at wide receiver just got added to the team uh, and Julio Jones. And then AJ that's the only thing you needed for them to get 12 wins. That's the oh, only fact. That's all I needed. <laughs> hey, Keith, that's the only thing you needed for hey. them to get 12 wins. So, uh, and then you got, got one of the rising. In. Yeah, then you got one of the rising stars at wide receiver and AJ Brown. Um, I got the Colts actually going 11 and six. Now, I, I don't like putting asterisks on things. That's me banking on if the Carson Wentz project works out. I'll admit that because I actually I really kind of agree with Marquise with the nine and eight, um, depending on what happens. But I think the roster is so good top to bottom that they kind of have a lot of leeway going forward. And if Frank Wright can get Carson Wentz back to what was it, 2016, 2017, Carson Wentz. 17. Um, yeah, if yeah. we can get him back to that form, then I think that that offense can click on all cylinders and they arguably could. Now, this is a huge what if, but if they can get back him back to that form, they could contend with the Titans for the for the division. Uh, but I have a huge drop off after that. I got the Jags going three and 14. Um, I think there's just too much going on new with the, the franchise. Now, going forward, I think they have a lot of room to improve and they, they do. They do have a lot of things good going for them. Um, but Trevor Lawrence is a rookie. Urban Meyer, as great as he was in college, this is his first time head coach in the NFL. Don't know what they're going to do. And then, I mean, I got the Texans going 2-15. and 15. They're an absolute dumpster fire. Um, we don't know what's going on with uh, Deshaun Watson's situation. I mean, the guy is borderline either should be in jail or even if – and these are all allegations at this point, but if those allegations aren't correct, then he doesn't even want to be there to begin with. So, I mean, I, at the end of the day, you didn't replace him. You mm-hmm. haven't you, – all you've done is let go of talent. You haven't added talent. And, uh, yeah, I really don't see them doing much uh, going forward. Um, can we can we flash back to that winch thing real quick? Okay. For the Colts. I, the, I don't think he played any worse than he did last year. Last year was his worst year. So, yeah. It's only be, up from there, but it's, one it's, is up. It's yeah, totally, one is up. You, could, you could only go up, but in his slight defense, his, his line didn't play last year. It was banged up in and out, and his receiver. I feel he's going to be in a similar situation as, like, the Jags, Jets, Texans, I mean. I mean, it's like, yeah, we can sit here and make excuses for him at the same time, but then you have guys that it's, like, completely opposite energy-wise. Like, you can tell even from, like, just everything. Um, when no, Jalen Hurts uh, no. comes in and he plays, he's, you know, giving people hope. So, I feel like it's just – I don't know. I don't know what it is for Wentz, but it nah, had to be Philly, something bigger than football for sure. Philly, Philly ain't want him there no more. Like, the fans was just being mad disrespectful towards him. I feel like the – the organization kind of did him a little dirty in a way. I just feel yeah. like he had to get out of there, and I'm glad he did because I yeah. feel like I don't think he's a bad quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I take other things into account. Obviously, it didn't pan out how he wanted. Jalen Hurts was able to go step in for Philly, give him a new face, rejuvenate the locker room, take things, to another, take things <laughs> to another level. But the one thing that's going to be in Wentz's favor that I wanted to mention to bring up his play action is going to be his best friend. He got a three-headed monster at running back. It's Marlon Mack. They brought back Marlon Mack. Jonathan Taylor is an animal. And then they have Nakeem Himes, right? He's like a Daryl Sproles type receiver, right? From 2016 to 2020, 
Wentz in play action through 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So going off of that, he's probably they're probably going to run a, a ton of play action. He's got better running backs compared to what he had in Philly. The wide you outs, the wide receiver situation yet. Exactly. The wide outs are going to be better. I think what they needed to do, they shouldn't have let Julio go to the Titans. I feel like they were a team that needed – if they knew they were going to get Wentz, it would have helped. T.Y. Hilton's okay. He's a burner, but he's old. Paris Campbell's fast, but he's just kind of a speedster. And Michael Pittman is nice, but he's not that fast. They needed another an alpha receiver to throw out there with those guys just to spread the field more. Because if they had an a alpha tight end that was a dog, that would work too. But they don't have that, and they didn't get the receiver. So, you know, it's going to yeah, be really I mean, And I actually I think you hit a great point yeah. right there at the end with, you know, Wentz is used to like a double tight end set when he had Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. So he he's very heavy on the tight end usage. And I mean, going into Frank Reich's offense, you know, that's what they want to do. So I was actually I mean, surprised. Opportunity too. I mean, they, they got three tight ends on the Colts, but they ain't the two tight they have ends. Three, like, used good, to. They have three good tight ends. Don't get me exactly. wrong. There's three good tight ends, but they had two great tight ends in Philly. You know, so yeah. so that's like the one thing, and and maybe you know, like for instance, I actually I'm pretty big on Jack Doyle. I think he's a he's a uh, underrated tight end, but he's not in the upper echelon, you know. So maybe he can take that step forward next year. If he can stay healthy, I mean, it's still an opportunity for them to acquire Ertz. I feel like he's still on the market too, but I feel like you know, Wentz. I mean, he he came into a great situation, like to be completely yeah. honest. So with them finishing 11 and five last year, they had the 10th ranked offense and 14 ranked defense last year and for him the biggest thing I feel like is reuniting with his old coach Frank Wright um and I feel like with him was last year he was uh top 10 in completion percentage versus expected but last year like we said it was his worst year yet so maybe that might, it, it, might be a quarterback whisperer potentially it's, we'll it's weird to say because the Colts went what 11 and 5 with Phillip yeah. right so now, like, we're, like, gambling here. Like, can they even get 11 wins with Wentz again? Like, that's the real question because you're like, well, yeah. that'll be a That'll be a true testament to Carson Wentz. If you can't have at least equal success with Carson Wentz in his prime with an old, old, old Phillip Rivers, that I think – I think we may be seeing the final. I'll give I'll give Carson Wentz two years. I'll give him this year to get adjusted, and I'll give him next year to see what he can do. But if in two years he can't prove that he really can get back to that, you know, season MVP. where he was arguably the MVP. Honestly, he should have won MVP that year. He just got hurt at the end of the year, and they didn't want to give it to him. Um, I, can, I think it might be the end of his career. He, I he mean, as a starting quarterback. He can afford to go 9-8 and eight this year if they make the playoffs. And the bad thing about that is to the AFC, so that is going to be tricky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, rough. <laughs> yeah, so rough. I, I mean, he doesn't even, and I agree with you, Marcus. He doesn't even necessarily have to win the division because everyone knows Tennessee's the new kid on the block. I mean, they've been running the division for the last like two years. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be rough. And I, I, I like Carson Wentz. I don't know why, because I hated the Eagles my whole life, but like, I like Carson Wentz. I believe in him. I think that I hated for him. I guess it was really just hating watching the fact that like he will get no credit for that Super Bowl. Because and all credit goes to Nick Foles being able to run that team in his absence, but like the fact that you were able to have a, a borderline historic year going into that injury and then just watching Nick Foles, you know, take all the glory. Which again, no hate to Nick Foles because I think he deserves what he got, but like 
They just they just disrespected that man. Yeah, like, and then ultimately. you draft his replacement at what was he like twenty eight years old? I mean, they put that Nick years old. They got the yeah. statue in front of Philly for Nick. Boy, yeah. Yeah. as soon yeah, as you put that, as soon as you put that up there, not even there anymore, and you got statues, bro. Bro, as soon I as mean, you put that statue up, and I'm the starting quarterback. Yeah, trade me, trade. Yeah, immediately right now. It's it not even like he was a legend fire. This is one one year one play. All of these things, I feel like definitely shot his confidence in Philly. So I feel like that that's a big part of it as well. It's just that aspect as well as, oh, I got Jalen Hurts right on my butt. Yeah. So I feel like for him, it was just like, maybe it's just a matter of time. And then his con- he was just never able to regain his confidence. It's like y'all said, yeah. really wanted him out of there too. Like all the fans. Es- the field especially stuff. considering that Jalen Hurts was not like uh, Trevor Lawrence. He wasn't like a Justin Fields, like, you're going – I mean, I know he was – I think he was second or third round. Uh, I believe it was second round draft pick. But, like, he wasn't one of those top guys, you know. So, that's got to hurt. Um, but, yeah. So, let's give a real quick uh, – Terrence, give me your – what should we expect from Carson Wentz this year? So, from Carson Wentz, I feel like – I don't think he's necessarily going to return to MVP form. But I do think he can get them double-digit wins. So 10 wins, I think, at the most is what he can do. So 10 wins, um, is like, you think that's successful for them this year? I think so. Just for the simple fact, like we said, they're, they're in a tough, you know, division as far as AFC as a whole, honestly. You know, they're in a tough conference. So I feel like um, Carson Wentz, as long as he can protect the ball and be accurate, because I feel like he's going to have a lot of people – Open, they're going to do a lot of play action, so a lot of drag routes, crossing routes, all that kind of stuff. I feel like ground game, I mean, as a whole, they're going to be fine for the simple fact that top to bottom, like we said, their defense and their offense, they're ready. Um, they're ready to win. I'm not sure if they're ready to win the championship, but they're ready to contend. But gotcha. that quarterback is a, definitely a big question mark. For sure. How about you, Marquise? What do you think about uh, what kind of expectations should we have for uh, Carson Wentz this year? Uh, like you said, two years. I mean, the pressure on, bro. You got everything. You're in a new new place. You got your MVP. Uh, what you call it? You got your MVP coach that you had that that you should have won the MVP with. Like everything is in your favor. You know, the only thing you're really missing to me is just a receiver the, or a tight end, like a big receiver or a big tight end. You got the defense behind you. You got the coaching. You got the running backs and the offensive line. The offense, that's a good offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Quilton Nelson's leading those guys. Like, oh, yeah. Definitely. You, His offensive line is top notch. You should be able to make this shake. And, you know, like me and Nick were saying, like, you don't have to – you just got to get in the playoffs this year. Because Phillip got them to 11, and they did go to the playoffs last year, right? Yep. The thing, and then the other issue is this year there's not the extra playoff slot like there was last year, right? I uh, yes, correct. Exactly. So that you know, I mean, the thing too, I feel like big is his confidence because also too him getting that big contract and then getting pulled. Like just think about how much money he's making. Supposedly, getting, you know, getting paid as a top quarterback, but he's riding the bench getting pulled. So I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a big part of it too. Is his confidence? I feel like. You know, that's, that's a big part of it. Just think about the same thing in, like, basketball or something like that when you're just off. And, you know, you don't even want to 
like Giannis when he wasn't making free throws, for example. He didn't even want to drive to the rim. Hey, wait, wait, wait. There's a difference. That man is going to shoot them shits regardless. <laughs> Air ball, miss, make, front of the but rim. He didn't even want to go to the rim. He didn't even no. want to go to the rim because he didn't want to go to the free throw. You're talking about Ben Simmons. <laughs> him too. No. Him too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I agree with what y'all are saying. I'll give even a little more, and maybe I'm being too generous here, but I'll even give a little more leeway than Marquise. I don't even, I'll even give them a pass on not making the playoffs this year, strictly because how do we got to think about how deep, like, like, what do we say with the AFC North? There could potentially be, it would be realistic to assume three teams get from just that division. Okay. So, there's that. You're in. Uh, the rich get richer with Tennessee. So you're talking about the team that's the best in your division got even better. You arguably are going to have to take one step backwards to start the Wentz project. Um, we know what the Browns are going to do this year. Steelers. Uh, I anticipate the Chargers are going to be a little bit better this year because of the fact that the defense will be healthy. Justin Herbert gets a second year. Um, there's a lot of things that go into this season. Um so, but I agree with the record. So at least nine and eight or 10 and seven, you know, but I, I wouldn't necessarily, the the making the playoffs doesn't really matter to me because I, at the, those types of records, it's really not in your hands at that point. Um, but I will say, yeah, I, I give them two years. The expectation for this year, be solid and consistent. And I can't ask anything more. From I mean, wins. honestly, you still have to put yourself in position like yeah. I feel like that's, that's what I'm big. saying, though. I mean, nine and eight, ten and seven, you're putting yourself in position to be in the playoffs. But production, but, I mean, but you got to be better than that. You got to be better than that. Hey, Wentz, them folks went and traded for him. That man got a ball. Not insane, yeah. but the fact that Phillip Rivers got him to the playoffs, like we keep bringing up, and it's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers retired. Yeah. You know no, what I'm I, agree, I agree with you, but what I guess what I'm saying is, not like you just said, Marquis. Nine and eight. Do you really, or ten and seven? Do you really think that nine or nine and eight or ten and seven is a guaranteed playoff spot with the way the AFC looks this year? Definitely. That's that's, I, that's putting you in position, which is all I'm asking for for Carson Wentz. Whether or not it happens isn't going to be in his hands. It's going to be what all those other teams in the other divisions do. I mean, the Steelers could fall apart this year. Who oh, knows? The Baker Mayfield experiment could implode. He had a, his. He could arguably have peaked last year. We don't know. Um, we know Baltimore is going to be up there. We know uh, Tennessee is going to be up there, Kansas City, Buffalo. But in terms of, like, those teams that are, you know, jostling for that uh, that wild card spot, we don't really know what could happen. So all I'm asking is, like what Terrence said, I'm just asking for the opportunity. Whether or not he gets it, then that's what I'm saving for next year. Okay. 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 I, I got you. About that. Um, I can see that, giving him two years. You know, first year. So he got four now. years left on his deal anyway, I think. He yeah, I, I, and to me, forget the four years. I mean, I'm just giving – I'm giving him two years. I'm giving him one year to get settled, and then that second year he's got to be ready to play. Um, so moving on from the uh, from the Colts situation, so we have an entire circus going on in Jacksonville, okay? So we got to think, uh, just a few years ago, this was Saxonville, okay? This was Saxonville, Florida – Arguably one of the best defenses you had Jalen Ramsey and uh, Calais Campbell running the AFC South in terms of defense. Uh, and then not too far before that, you had, you know, David Garrard and Maurice Jones drew running one of the best offenses. And then you could throw in, you know, Allen Robinson uh, a few years after that. 
this is a franchise that's had a plethora of talent, right? They've had maybe not the entire pie, but pieces to that pie that any franchise would kill for and has really not capitalized ever. Now you go into 2021, you got the rookie, the GOAT rookie. Like, since Andrew Luck, since Peyton Manning, this is the GOAT rookie prospect, right? Trevor Lawrence. You have Urban Meyer, who's supposed to be the greatest recruiter in college football history, someone who really is good with younger players playing with a or coaching for a very, very young team. Um, what do we see going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars this year, Marquise? I mean, obviously, and when I say circus, I'm, I'm talking specifically about signings like Tim Tebow at tight end. So what, what do we expect out of Jacksonville this year? It's a circus. Yeah. It's going to be the three-ring circus. I mean, I know I got them winning six, but if you look at their schedule. And that's they, wild to me. Well, you got to play the Texans twice. Yep. Boom, that's two. I'm, I got them one. I, I got them splitting, if I'm honest. Two, and I can't remember what the schedule is like. I think they see the Jets. Like, there's some, there's games where I think Urban Meyer is good enough, uh, definitely good enough offensive coach to – with Trevor Lawrence, with the weapons, you know, they're – they got enough weapons to get everybody open, put up points, and the defense is respectable. I feel like they got DJ Henderson on like, corner from Alabama, I think he was a rook last year. So, Florida. yeah, oh, my bad. Yeah, wow, see, you know that Tom City. So, I just think it's a circus. If Urban can get rid of this Tebow distraction, you know, he shouldn't make the roster. I don't care what you got, anybody says about that, but hey, you, make you almost it. said you guys, but you know how we feel too. Yeah, he shouldn't make I mean, it. He don't make so, it, and Urban can start getting stuff. It's going to be rough, though, because it's Urban's first year in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, you know, guard miss you think he's not going to be riding the bench behind Trevor Lawrence. That's <laughs> who I feel bad for is actually guard miss you. I mean, all right, Terrence, what do you think? For me, just like you said, it's a circus. So, guess what? That makes them – I feel like that makes them one of the most intriguing bad teams in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, so. like, the thing is going to be funny. Like, we know they're talented in some areas. Like, shit, they could be a circus and probably get some yeah. Like, yeah, they they play they're, like they're like that team that will be horrible but could, like, smoke, like, a really good team. And you'd be like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, don't get me For wrong, sure. Jack, Jacksonville fans. We ain't saying y'all making the playoffs. We say y'all yeah, can sneak but- some wins. <laughs> you, you can sneak in, like – uh, let's let's see like a really good team that they could be like they play Buffalo like they play Buffalo this year at home like if they play Buffalo like and they smoke Buffalo I wouldn't be like necessarily that shocked you know what I mean I mean I feel like for them they just have to keep on the same train that they're currently on yeah like you you bring in the Golden Boy or whatever right so I feel like you know bringing in what Marvin Jones bringing in you know keep him surrounded with talent I feel like that's gonna be the big thing keep him surrounded with talent, and then also improve that defense. Because I feel like they, they already have a, a lot of weapons on offense. Maybe they're a tight end away from saying, okay, they have playmakers at every level. But getting that defense, I'm not saying they're going to be Saxonville or anything close to it. But getting that defense to get some playmakers on that defense to, you know, to where you can make get stops from another team and you know that you can potentially put up points with any due to all the talent that you have on. So I feel like for them, keeping Trevor surrounded with talent and rebuilding that defense. But I I definitely feel like Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer potentially were the first steps in rebuilding. So like they could upset, they could upset the Dolphins. You know what I mean? The Dolphins. Oh, that's easy. You know what I'm saying? Like 
that's something you know they win that you're like oh they beat them maybe they can upset the cardinals dysfunction like there's some teams that like just what they have going on around them that you could probably if they get the circus at least riled up or for together. that week, right? <laughs> yeah, just like, for one week. If you get if you get the circus together for a couple of weeks, you oh can pull some wins. You get, get what I'm saying? Get, hey, get Tebow in there for like a three three reception, three yard, three touchdown type game, right? <laughs> like because they got you got check this out. They're gonna go in the first week. They're gonna go Texans, right? W right there. They go see the Broncos. The Broncos are another they can team. win that game. They they can win that game, but the Broncos are talented on offense, so your defense is gonna have to show up, right? So say you're you're two and zero oh at that point. We said you might be able to upset the Arizona. You could Boom. potentially start Three. off four and zero. You could start Cincinnati's, four and zero because Cincinnati's next week. Yeah, so exactly. Like that, that's my thing. Is like they could be honestly. I said three and fourteen because I'm trying to be realistic. Like what should happen, right? But they could do something stupid like beat Buffalo. They could do something stupid like beating Seattle. They could do something stupid like beating the Rams. Bro, they, they gonna bring. Do I think it'll happen? Too. No, but if it if it did happen, I'd be like, all right. I mean, they got the talent for it. It's just whether or not they come to play. They're gonna bring back the jump pass, but yeah, that's why I got. <laughs> that's why I got them winning six, though, just off the fact of like that schedule is real friendly to them in the beginning. And you, you know, know, being a young dude, you get excited, you get a, you get some wins under your belt. You're like, oh, like it could be a wrap, right? Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence don't really turn the ball over like that, you know. So I feel like, but it is a difference at the NFL. Level. It is. It's definitely a different ball game now, different speed. So and they got the undrafted rookie running the ball. Could have been rookie of the year. Let's be honest. They're gonna run the yeah. ball through him, and they got Etienne from uh, Clemson. Oh boy, with that play. Etienne, this man said Etienne. My bad. My bad, playboy. I hope he don't hear this and feel some type of way. But yeah. Oh my god. They got. They got. I scratched my head You gotta put some respect on his name. I scratched my head for that one though. That that pick, I was like. It was strictly for Trevor. That's it was strictly for favorite. Trevor. Yeah. Give him yeah. a comfortable yeah. blanket. And they got Marvin Jones, who's a good safety blanket for Trevor. He played for the yeah. Lions. He's, bro, a great position. E- ETN's in that. Uh, I'm not – Don't fans, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's this good. I'm just saying not the type of player he is Harvey is like a CMC – and Alvin Kamara. That's the type of player. Type. A, type. They got Chenault, too. Chenault is pretty good, too. Um, yeah. But, no, yeah, I mean – they got talent. Know, yo, they that got meme, the only thing I'll say about this team is people keep saying the meme between, uh, yo, if Trevor Lawrence throws Tim Tebow a, a touchdown, they'll turn on ESPN for a week. Forget that. Imagine they do a trick play and Trevor pitches it or somehow Tebow ends up with the ball, throws a pass to Trevor for a touchdown. Bro, I, I won't watch football for the rest you, of the year. You know the funny thing is, <laughs> Urban going to throw out one dumbass play like that. That's, what, that's gonna like, that play is going to happen. That's Tebow playing quarterback at some point. I'm putting it right now. I don't doubt that that'll happen. I'm talking about if it succeeds, you know, if it succeeds. Tebow running quarterback at some point. Why? Well, yeah. I don't see. It's weird to me. I don't think he's gonna make the cuss or the roster when you start breaking down. Not. Like and you start I'm breaking sorry, down Tim what Tebow, you, but I hope not. You start breaking down what you need. If he makes the cut, then oh, that play's happening. Oh, it's one hundred percent. They're string tight end. They trying to see them week in some one against like, the. Goal line formation, they're gonna do something stupid. Hey, oh, he's going stupid. in, bro. Hey, week one against the Texans. Wildcat, that's, whatever. that's the best chance power. this happened. Week one quarterback power, happened. something. Yeah, he definitely he's a, yeah. Urban Urban Meyer's gonna turn the clock back to 08. Um <laughs> move, move it, move it on to the next team in the division, uh the Texans. So there's not enough that can be said about the dysfunction in Houston. All right. I honestly, in my lifetime, at least I can easily say I've never seen more dysfunction. I've seen bad teams. There's a difference between a bad team and a dysfunctional franchise. I honestly don't think I've ever 
in my lifetime seen more dysfunction than what the Houston Texans are right now because one they have one talented player left you just lost JJ Watts so you got one talented player left and his name is Deshaun Watson and we know the drama surrounding his name at the moment drama. and he don't even want to be there so even if he's innocent with all the allegations against there against him he don't even want to be there the only reason he's still there is because teams are hesitant with all the baggage behind them now. I just okay. all right. Also, let's just start, Marquise. What you guys oh, say? I didn't mean to cut you off. It's Good. just this is so crazy to me. The Texans have messed up everything. They're just historically don't know what they got going on. They did my man Andre Johnson completely Dirty. wrong. Dirty. Like, and he was loyal. He was loyal to the super team. loyal. And now you got yeah. Watson. The weird thing about this, he's innocent until proven guilty, right? Yep. So cool, whatever, right? You notice how none of this shit popped up until my man asked for this trade. Like, how I was gonna say that it too. is convenient. It oh, it's so convenient. You mean to tell me? And I'm not even judging the twenty, the twenty plus accusers. Like, no, do your thing. But you mean to tell me this was this quiet until this man asked for a trade? Honestly, so, so- a lot of it don't make sense either. With like, you look at the allegations, and you're like, oh, some of the girls that's making allegations also recommended him to other people. Like if he did this, I ain't even like, I ain't I ain't even getting on the side of it. Maybe chasing a bag, whatever. But like the accusers, they they're the uh, the victims. I'm with it, right? But I mean, 20, bro, legit, it's tw- it's twenty of them, and you mean the team didn't know anything, bro? That too. <laughs> Whoa, bro. So I it's just a lot yeah, of they were, they were regardless of what happened, right? Regardless of what happened, I'm gonna assume these allegations were coming out far before the trade rumors came out. And the franchise was probably quelling, trying to quell the flames. And then once he said, I want out, they said, not our problem anymore. Enjoy. And then they let everything flame out. I ain't a lot of y'all, though. I need some evidence. I'm, I, ain't, I ain't the courthouse. so I I'm just, not either, but I'm just saying, I need to, you know, for, like you say, he's, he's innocent until proven guilty. But a lot of it just don't add up when you look at the stories. But definitely, if it's legit, you know, I definitely hope. You know, he gets what he deserves as well as, you know, they get the, the women find justice. Absolutely. For sure. So, so. I, absolutely. That's one of the great things about America. Right. You know, with all the bullshit that comes with it, uh, you know, you do have to go through a due process. Um, so regardless of legal allegation, none of us are lawyers. Right. So all we ho- all we can hope for is that justice is found. Um I hope they don't want a, a damn game. <laughs> but you know they got four legit running backs right now. They got I don't care. Lindsey, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Rex yeah. Burkhead. You know it's bad, like, bro. I, what are they doing? Tyron love, Taylor. I love. Mills, I love Mark Ingram, right? And I'm sad he had to go there, right? And then our receiver, <laughs> our old receiver coach is their head coach now. These yeah. are older receiver coaches, right? I feel bad for him, is because he's gonna, know, he got it. He got his chance, receiver. right? And he's going to be like the scapegoat for all this bullshit that's about to happen. And then he probably won't get another head coaching job. Well, I, I guess I think what I think is crazy about it is, like, they got rid of Hopkins. Uh, you know, they get rid of Will Fuller. And then they're just like, let's just load up on running back. Like, that's going to be the answer. You know, you got Bro. David Johnson from Arizona. You got Mark Ingram. You sign him. You got Rex Burkhead, who's like, you know, that's a solid, like, scat back, you know, run out, out of the back. But not, like, a starting running back. But, you know, for a third option, he's decent. And Phil Lindsay, like, you go that crazy for running back, and you got arguably a top five quarterback in the NFL. Like, what are you doing, bro? 
You think they would have tried their damnedest to keep Will Fuller, bro? Bro, I don't know. What At the end like, of the bro. day, bro, like that's a, he's not obviously he's not one of the top tier guys, right? But he's a solid receiver, and you let him after the DeAndre Hopkins, like overpay him, and no one would have judged you. I'm just, I don't. Hey, if I cut out right now because it's storming, y'all just know it's it's big booming over here. But <laughs> like, you gonna let that man walk? That man's fast. Decent hands and people ain't catching. Good route him. runner. He's a good yeah. route runner too. So like he's not a great route runner, but no, 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 no. again, no, nowhere near top tier. But no. when you have no, when you, you the got towel boys out there at receiver, and that's who your best guy is. You pay him. Yeah, they got Brandon Cook still, right? Yeah, they do. I mean, I don't know. As, as long as they're as long as Will Fuller is catching the ball, he's producing. I'm not gonna lie to you. He he does produce, but his first couple of years, he has been dropping the ball. The boy got popcorn fingers. I mean, my, my problem with the Texans wide receiver core as of right now is Brandon Cooks at the end of the day is best suited. I'm not saying he can't be one of your top options, but best suited as a slot receiver, you know, whether it be the in the burner type slot receiver or, you know, quick routes, whatever. But he's your, like, number one option. You got a dude named Anthony Miller as your current slot receiver, like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's not. It's not looking good. We are I, listen. It's re- it, mini games. We know it, that. It's, it's <laughs> real. Be, it's real bad to live in Texas right now. These boys ain't gonna win no games. The Cowboys gonna be bad. They got another football team, don't they? Cowboys, Texans. Nah, they just got Cowboys, Texans. Yeah, and then think about the San Antonio yeah, Spurs, bro. Yeah, and then your college <laughs> team is going to the SEC. Nah. So, what's well, that? Not what? necessarily bad for Texas. That's just bad for the Big Twelve. But bro, yeah, I, I just I, I want to see the Texans win. Texas gonna get spanked. I want to see the Texans win no games next year. And the fact yeah. that you want three first rounders for Deshaun Watson is absolutely. Bro, you'd be lucky. Yeah. Like, yo, and. You'd be I'll lucky admit, I give you this I'll, damn I'll water admit bottle. My bias. <laughs> I'll admit my bias. If you're telling me that Deshaun Watson, after all the bullshit that's come with it, deserves more than, and I get it, he's way younger than Julio, bro. But with all the bullshit that's coming with it, deserves three first rounders compared to the fucking potato chips at the. Tennessee Titans through Atlanta. <laughs> get out of here, bro. Bro, you, I'm dead. I'm dead serious when I say you'd be lucky to get that water bottle for Deshaun Watson. Listen, I'm still mad. We gave y'all a second rounder for Muhammad Sanu. With with, with everything going on, you think that they would try to just dish him off? Like, I, if I was the Texans, I'd take one first rounder and then like Yo, you get one a first rounder first. and a backup quarterback. Like you won. Like you won that trade. Um. Oh. So we, we won't even – we won't even – we're not on some negative energy time here. We're just going to move straight on to the next one, uh, Terrence. So, obviously, the talk of the town with this division is the Titans, the new look. You know, the GOAT has arrived in Tennessee. Uh, they're, lo- they're looking great. You know, um, Tannehill gets uh, another piece to make him uh, prove his case as one of the top echelon quarterbacks. What do we think – is going to happen in Tennessee this year. The fact that, yes, the offense is a juggernaut. Defense is probably bottom five in the NFL. Well, what are we seeing in Tennessee? Honestly, that's that's it. They're, they got a whole Kansas City vibe going, except their running game is Kansas City light, 100 right? times better. So I okay. feel like, yeah, their, their offense, like you said, is a juggernaut. Like, but their defense, last year their defense was 18th against the run. What did they do to help that? At the same time, you you brought in the okay, you brought in Bud Dupree, you brought in Archers, Danica Archer. Okay, whoopie do. Bud Dupree's coming off the 
what ACL, right? I think he had ACL, not Achilles. And but they lost their whole secondary: Malcolm <laughs> Butler, Desmond King, Jackson, Adore Jackson. But they brought in okay, they brought in Janoris Jenkins, they brought in Caleb Farley, who was a rookie, and they brought in Johnson. Coming and then off they also a lost spinal, bro. And then they also lost John Smith and Corey Davis. So it's like. I mean, they definitely have lost a lot. I feel like their offense, regardless, because they have Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and they have King Henry. And Ryan Tannehill has been pretty good as well the past couple of years. So I feel like offensively, not a problem. They're still lacking a tight end. We'll have to see how tight they get, what kind of tight end play they get this year. But defensively, they ain't going to be able to stop a nosebleed. So they better hope and pray <laughs> that they can score 50 points and other teams score 49. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's gonna be every week, right? Marquise, how do you how do you feel like the season's gonna play out for them? Their defense was tied for 16th last year, according to Pro Football Focus. They made the playoffs. Feel like more pressure is gonna be on good old Ryan Tannehill and his decision making because he he lost some weapons. Honestly, they need a corner, so uh, you might want to bug the Dolphins for Xavier Howard and pray to God that works because the rookie that you know had surgery mm-hmm. on his back and then Jackrabbit who's Definitely fast with Kevin Bernard helping, Kevin Byard helping. I mean, maybe that helps you a little bit. But like Terrence said, you let all your corners go. I would have at least kept Desmond King. Somebody. <laughs> so it's just what, what we're going to see from Titans is a whole lot of King Henry and a whole lot of play action, a whole lot of Julio dogging people probably. So, Bro, they're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to control the clock going again. That's I mean, going to be their thing. They're going to have to control the clock. But the thing is, let's be honest, they, they've they been controlling the clock the last couple of seasons. Granted, they didn't want to chip, but they control the yeah, clock. Yeah, their defense was garbage. That's the reason why I actually – so I actually have a lot of hope in the Titans. So even though they didn't necessarily improve the defense, they improved their ability to control the football. So we knew – so what's the difference between – the one benefit that the Titans' offense has over Kansas City is – King Henry, right? So, like, Kansas City's problem is if, you know, which it's very rare to see this, but if, which, you know, going back to the Super Bowl, if Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, and Tyreek Hill aren't hitting on all cylinders, you know, what what do you do as an offense? Where now the Tennessee Titans, even though I'll still take the overall receiving core of Tennessee or of uh, Kansas City, and I'll t- obviously take Pat Mahomes over – Ryan Tannehill, you got King Henry in the backfield who can control the clock against anybody. I don't care what defense you throw at him, right? <laughs> so, um, so even if you decide, you know, you could let's say you build a decent lead, you know, let's say it's uh, seventeen to seven at half, you can run out in the second half and say, "We're gonna burn as much clock as possible," and you tell me that you're gonna take down Derrick Henry. So that's the one thing that I, I like going forward with Tennessee is that they've got the backup running back now. What'd you say? It's like Daryl and Evans. Let's be honest. Doesn't matter. Uh, Jeremy Jeremy McNichols. McNichols, and then there's a kid named Evans. I think he's yeah. third. He, he's fourth. He he's kicks. Four. Yeah, Darrington Evans is fourth, and then Kari Blazing Blazing Game. I I won't even lie. Tennessee fans are gonna hate me for that one, but. Um, <laughs> I'll be straight up. It, it really doesn't matter because, I mean, Derrick Henry has not only proved – now, hopefully injuries don't come into play. Um, he's proved that he can take the one-man band and, and take you to the promised land with that. Um, 
So we'll see going forward. Uh, but I, that's why I got them going 12 and five. I mean, they have an easy ish schedule, definitely nowhere near like what the Falcons got going forward, but, um, one of the easier schedules of the better teams in the NFL. Um, so folks, the reason why we started out with the division this year, this week, as opposed to doing our typical schedule, which was, you know, starting out with the news was because, this week had so much news going forward that we could not, we, we knew that this was going to be the bulk of our, uh, of our schedule. So we already kind of talked about Deshaun Watson a little bit with uh, Texans. The big news about him was the NFL decided not to put him on the exempt list. So for those who don't know, the NFL kind of does their own investigation outside of what the federal government does or whatever policing body in that state where the crimes are committed. Um, we saw it with Ray Rice. Uh, the case kind of got dismissed, but then the NFL decided based on the footage of the, you know, the elevator that they were going to suspend him, which I'll be fair. That was the one time I think the NFL got it right. You know, I don't know how Ray Rice got away with that. We had clear footage of him striking his girlfriend, wife, uh, fiance, whatever she was at the time. Um, but the NFL has decided, despite the 23 allegations in one one uh, case that got brought to court, that they were not going to go forward with suspending Deshaun Watson. Um, I feel like we've kind of touched on this one a little bit when we were talking about that. Makes does, sense. Does anybody have anything going forward with that one? I mean, it don't make sense, honestly. Like, we need some sort of consistency from the NFL, bro. Like that. That's the one thing I will say is I don't like that the NFL does this. Now, like I said. The, the problem is, is the Ray Rice thing, because those those cases kind of got dropped because his fiance, I believe she was his fiance at this time. I can't remember, but she dropped the cases. So the courts kind of dropped her cases. But yeah. when you have when you're a public entity like the NFL, I get why they suspended them because of the fact that, you know, we with our own public eye saw what he did. But in a case like this, where it is, unfortunately, and I hope for if if you truly are victims, that you do get justice where we don't have concrete evidence like the Ray Rice case, you do have to go through the courts. And uh, so honestly, if you look at it, like, you know, just from a fact, like being, you know, uh, a black man of his stature yeah, and have all these allegations, it doesn't look good. Because if you look at the history of, you know, these kind of cases, if it, it could have uh, even been one woman you know, in, in this case, but in this case, it's like, yeah, it was a plenty. Slew, even recently slew. it was, it was what, 10 more or something like that. Yeah. So, or, you know, it, it don't look good for him. And yeah, you know, Marquise, it's, it's you definitely sad because he's always been like a A1 caliber type of person on and off the field from the public Char- eye. charity, everything they did. Yeah. It was, it was yeah, very from the public eye, He's been an A1. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's always been an A1 type of guy when it comes to character and everything from the public's view. Um, but definitely, I mean, if it is legit, I definitely, like I said earlier, hope that, you know, these women get, you know, get their justice and their closure. Um, but at the same time, if it's, if it's false, I definitely hope it's the same way the other way around, whether it's the, the owner and his previous neighbor who was the lawyer of all these women, you know, a lot of this stuff at the same time, like I said, it's fishy, but you know, if it is legit, I definitely hope, you know, justice happens, but if it's the other way around, I definitely want to see justice as well because historically you don't see the accuser or the 
person making accusations, you don't see them with any kind of, you know, no, you were wrong or it really didn't happen. You said it didn't happen after you already accused them with the court and all of this. You don't really, you, historic, you don't see anything happen to those people making, making yeah. those accusations. So I feel like if it is the other way around, I definitely want to see the lease just as tight and What's his face? That no first, that uh, there was a defensive end. I think it was Sean Oakman, the big dude from Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the one with it, the picture. His, his, was, his was false, but I don't like what Terrence was saying because I ain't really got nothing to say about the Washington. That messed thing. up his whole everything. I don't, I don't got nothing left on the Washington thing. Like, yeah. regardless, the NFL needs to hold players accountable, but the NFL does such a job at making sure these players are held accountable. You need to do a job at holding these organizations accountable for everything. That so yeah. that that is something that needs to be done. Uh, for what Terrence is saying about the accusers start or the victims, if it's a, a false victim, you could say, I guess, and then nothing really happened that they need to be charged. I think before you even get to that point, you can't get to that point until these men start actually like paying for crimes or actually are held accountable. I get what you're saying. Like that needs to be That's done true. too. But I feel like at the rate of at which like abuse or sexual assaults or domestic violences are happening, like men aren't being held accountable to like it's just it's too faulty to me and i feel like it's not taken seriously and i got a lot of women in my life so yeah this shit and, and my I, last nerve yeah and i actually agree with you marquis um about the last point is the trickiest part is yes obviously i think we all know that there are probably women out there who do do this for you know the pretty penny but at the end of the day making sure that the guys who really are despicable human beings get behind bars first is uh the main priority because women are scared enough as is with the way the justice system is set up to come forward we've seen it in the past um we got to make sure that we do right by them first and I, I know it sucks uh because it is a you are innocent until proven guilty but I, I feel like the majority of the time women aren't taken seriously we see it with with campus rape cases and all that where unfortunately it's you know Jimmy is the starting quarterback for, you know, D3, whatever school, and you're Sarah in chemistry class, like get over it type deal. And we need to really take it more seriously. Uh, now, in terms of a lot of these cases uh, with the NFL, you never know what's going on because there's a lot of money, a lot of status and a lot of things going on with it. Um, but I guess I just wanted to say that I do agree with you, Marquis, that first and foremost, we got to take care of these women who are not being represented properly. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that as well. But I just feel like there should be equal due process. Yeah. Yeah. As far as, you know, true justice is what yeah. all I look for is true justice. Um, whether it be, you know, a, a true allegation and, you know, they find it to be true or whatever. I definitely want the women to, you know, yeah, have the justice that they're deserving. You feel feel safe, yeah, going forward. Exactly. So I, I you know, I, I, just I, like Keith, I, I got a lot of women in my life too. So I yeah. definitely want scumbags. You know, I forget the rate at which like the accusers or the victims are lying. I forget. I did a paper on it. Man, this would have been a great time to open have this paper <laughs> open on my laptop. But I like went in on like the abusers on this paper. I got a I got a ninety on the paper too. So hey, um, uh, but we get like, what else we got rolling it. Um. So the next one, and I, I want to take a, a second out for this one, and this will be, I'll make this very brief. I, I spoke to the guys before we get into this topic. I uh, just got a little thing I want to say. So obviously one of the bigger news to start the week before we get into all the other stuff was actually the announcement that players who tested positive for COVID for violating 
uh, COVID protocols who were not vaccinated would be fined. I think the exact dollar amount was $14,650 per violation. Um, we all agreed we're all on board with this. If you're not comfortable getting the vaccination and you want it because you don't feel educated enough on it, that is totally fine. Please make sure you get educated. Make sure you do your due diligence to do the research. This is your body. And like we've said in segments throughout this episode, one of, the, one of the great things about America is it is a free country and you can do as you please. But the other thing that you have to take into consideration is this is one of those things that infected the, or affected the entire planet, okay? And then also just looking into our country affects our country. Uh, we saw the news about Ron, Ron Rivera, immunocompromised, just dealt with cancer and is very disappointed in his own team, not going out there and getting vaccinated. Um, if you have speculations about it, that's fine. Again, get educated. My one thing I want to say is two of the worst arguments I've heard about getting vaccinated that just I, and maybe it's just my opinion, I feel have become just politicized conspiracy theory talking points is one uh, that it's only 90% effective. At the end of the day, there's no such thing as a 100% guaranteed vaccine. We all get the polio vaccine when we're born it is not 100% effective. We all get the, you know, measles. Uh, we get uh, chicken pox. There are a plethora of vaccines that we get that we're required to get before we even enter grade school that are not 100% effective, but are uh, tested by the CDC, the same people who are recommending that we get this COVID vaccine. By saying you're only 90%, that's not good enough. And then also saying, well, if you're vaccinated, why do you care if I'm vaccinated? This is how math works. If you have an entire population of people that are 90% not able to get affected by this virus, then you know that you're going to decrease that amount of uh, spread rate massively. If you only have half the amount of people that are at 90%, because it isn't 100%, you have half the population that is very likely to get the disease which will then make the people who are 90% not getting, or the people that are 90% not affected, you're increasing the chance that they are going to get the, the virus as well, and thus creating more of a spread. So all I ask is, is that you get educated. Don't listen to uh, political, political talking heads that are taking advantage of a uh, pandemic for their own gain and I, that can be either side, whichever political affiliation you have. Uh, when I say do your own research, I don't mean watching uh, your average uh, Joe on YouTube. I challenge you to please listen to scientists, virologists, people who do this for a living, because you wouldn't want to go to your mechanic to hear uh, dental advice, right? So that's all I have to say. Um, and then I'll let y'all have the floor for the rest. Uh, Marquis, if you want to start out. Yeah, I think uh, you hit the head on it for me and Terrence, to be honest. Like, I think you let out with it pretty strong. One thing I got to say about it is one thing. The NFL is finding them players way too much damn money. <laughs> if you look if you look into what they find players, they find players for wearing the wrong socks. All right, that you find them boys a little too much money, to be honest. You can find them, but that's way too much money, especially for bottom tier guys. Second point of, but uh, I don't – my mom had, like, got chicken box when she was a kid, right? I told the boys about this. Bro, I don't even know what the hell chicken pox is. Like, what it looked like. I've only seen it on movies. Like, 
I've never got a chick box. So I got, I've got back. I've got the vaccine when I was a kid. I don't know what it is. Like, I can't tell you what it looks like. I tell you what it looks like off of movies, pictures, but I've never seen a person in front of me with chicken pox. Yeah. It was that. And just the whole thing you said, like my cousin work, he works as a bank, right? If I needed mortgage advice or a loan advice or for my home, I'd go to him or I'd go to an expert on it. I don't know when listening to experts turned into this thing that it was the incorrect thing to do, but you know, whatever like this is a podcast we're just talking we're not experts on footballs we're just yeah. fans we're fans yeah. of football we're not experts you know you, you probably want to listen to yeah john please. john john gruden and you know, that's a terrible example but, yeah you went for the worst one but <laughs> i'm gonna say please listen to lamar jackson's opinion on football over us please listen to patrick Mahomes' opinion on football over us peyton manning tom brady we're fans at the end of the day I get what you're saying. You, I mean, you my, thing, my, my biggest thing with the, the whole vaccine thing is just to feed off what Nick said. It's just, you know, don't listen to non-medical professional people, yeah. you know, when it comes to taking the vaccination. You know, just like Keith said, you know, growing up to even attend school to, you know, go to college to do whatever, you got to provide your vaccination records. You might not even remember that you got vaccinated and you, we don't know, truth is, we don't know what's in the vaccine. Just like you go to McDonald's, you go to KFC, you go to Taco Bell. You don't even know what's in the food that you're being served on a daily basis. You don't know what's in the soda that you drink every day, the water that you're getting out of your faucet. You don't, you don't know. So at the end of the day, you know, most of the things that we consume on a daily basis, we don't know what we're consuming. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I don't, yeah, I don't understand the hype around, you know, all these conspiracies and stuff like that. Like, okay, I understand it's, it's okay to be, skeptical it's okay to you know feel uncomfortable but still get educated because yeah there still are side effects there still are yeah. things like that that can take place but at the same time at least go into it educated knowing the reason why you're doing it is i yeah. feel like the big yeah. thing like, like Rega regardless i'm gonna be wearing a mask everywhere i'd be at anyway <laughs> a good 90 plus percent of the time well i was yeah. just said the the family crab boil with a mask on playing yeah. basketball yeah so you gonna see me with a mask you get the vaccine or not Big dog, I'm probably everywhere you see me, I'm with a mask. I think maybe a basketball court you might see me. And that's it touchy on that one. You might see me without it. I'll say this. The one last thing that I want to add, and I'll give you know credit to the Cole Beasleys of the world, and this is very slight because I'll be straight up. That's someone that I think is uh, falling down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. Um, I do think the, the NFL, and I don't know what they're doing in terms of educating players, but I do think they're failing the players in terms of there should be a seminar or something with every team where they, wh whatever they have to do to get a virologist, to get a doctor, to get somebody to these teams in training camp and just have a sit down with everybody in the training staff, everybody in the coaching staff, every one of the players, and just explain to them exactly what's going on, why it is so pertinent to get this vaccine. I think the NFL, before making it just a oblong decision that you have to do it, making it so that you make sure your players and your staff are all educated. Um, now, they may already be doing that, but I haven't heard a peep out of the NFL that they're making sure that that is happening. Nah, they're going to um, find them to get that money. But they ain't gonna so that's what I'm saying is if you're going <laughs> to find them, make sure you educate them because you do have players who have questions. And at the end of the day, these guys are, yes, did they go to college? Are they college educated? Absolutely. But a lot of these guys are business majors or they're teaching majors. They're, you know, a lot of things other than medical field. And um, I think it would be a fair 
assumption to go out there and say, you know, about 70% of these guys probably aren't medically educated. Make sure that your, your athletes, your stars, the people that are generating revenue for you are educated on something like this before you force a decision down their throat. I mean, so, at the end of the day, Nick, you know, just like you just said, on top of that, they're, they're humans just like us. Yeah, yeah they're, they're humans. They're they're human. These are human beings. They're making way more money than, you know, than we are. But at the end of the day, they're humans. Just they're like still you, human beings. You know, yeah. they go through the same things we go through, you know, just like getting COVID, you know, getting fevers, all that kind of stuff. It's, they're human just like us. They go through the same things. They're just, you know, in a position to make millions of dollars from playing football. Yep, I agree. Crazy, crazy. Um, so get into the more juicy stuff in the news. Uh, so the first one, I'll just go in order of things that we heard in the order that we heard. Uh, so Chandler Jones, shocking, in my opinion, it was shocking to hear he had requested a trade out of Anna, Arizona, multi-time pro bowler, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, Super Bowl winner, John Jones brother, uh, has requested a trade after getting arguably one of the best help you can get on the other side of the football edge and edge rushing uh and jj watt uh terrence what do you think about his proclamation for wanting a trade out of arizona and don't say that you want him to go to new england please (laughs) (laughs) he was gonna say it too i ain't even gonna say that i'm all i'm gonna say is i mean you know he's definitely definitely a talented guy um i can in a sense, understand his frustration and everything because, you know, in terms of getting a deal done as well as them underperforming and everything, underachieving. So I'm like, I don't necessarily blame him for wanting to leave Arizona, but I mean, the potential that y'all have this year as far as bringing in JJ Watt, both of y'all coming off the edge. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily be so quick to leave town. But I mean, I, I mean, I'm leaving because they they gonna at best they're gonna be the third best team in that in that division. At that's best, what I'm saying. That and that's best. best. They've yes. been underachieving, bro. The nine, they, no, the bro. At best, they'll get the third position. Other than that, I got them taking fourth. The, the Niners are gonna come back healthy. Seattle improved the line for Russ, and then uh, the Rams are the Rams. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the other side. Good luck. They've been underachieving for sure. So, I mean, that's why I say I don't blame them for wanting to leave. But, you know, especially if you can go to a team, honestly, like a Baltimore who just lost a Judon to us. I mean, he's going to be a better option than Judon in that defense anyway. I mean, he's a sack machine. So My man's a double-digit sack artist from 2015 to 2019. Last year he was injured, so you could have probably attacked last year on – Yeah. So, reality – Team, if you need a pass rusher, I'd call Arizona. I don't know what you give them. Maybe a second and a fourth. Yeah. And just be like, hey, he's 32. We're probably going to have to get him a new contract anyway, or we're going to have to take his big contract. That's the big now. That's the big thing is that he wants a new deal. So whoever yeah. whoever is going to, you know, trade for him is everybody much wanna, going to have to. Everybody want a new deal. Everybody. Uh, and, and this is the thing, too. Like, <laughs> I kind of – my thing about it is, is like – if Chandler Jones wanted to trade after this upcoming season, I could see it. But like, my problem is, is like, I think what we're starting to see with a lot of the edge rushers with, I mean, in our lifetime, that's become a position, right? Like basically you're a hybrid linebacker DN. So we'll just call you an edge rusher. Um, I don't get it because look at Khalil Mack. He hasn't gotten much help on the edge. So he's people, a lot of people are starting to call him overrated. I think that's BS. 
But a lot oh, of people start to call him BS because, or starting to call him overrated because his numbers don't look like what they used to. The problem is he doesn't have help. So going to Chandler Jones, he was hurt last year. That's one. And then two, you know that all the focus on that defense in terms of D-line was on him. So now you add J.J. Watt that'll add help to you and give you more one-on-one matchups with slower O-linemen and let you get to work like you're used to. You could have a ball out year this year. I mean, and now granted, yes, Baltimore would probably be a great fit and you might even be able to play even better in Baltimore, but that's a huge what if. And, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into that. Um, but outside of Arizona, I really don't know much better scenarios other. And now I'm taking cash implications out the window. Cause obviously if it's strictly cash, go get your money elsewhere. But so you're saying of, better situations. I'm saying better. Arizona is probably the best situation strictly take money out of the situation just playing to win playing wise oh that's a lie i can name five places right now i'm not talking about to win i'm talking about individual my numbers if i'm looking to produce this year i can't name that many i can name five for so i like to hear all right you so name places that i'll, I'll give no you i'll give you baltimore okay baltimore that's one yeah. buffalo for so buffalo needs a pass rusher on the other side of ed oliver in the middle he would and but that's the thing people. is Ed Oliver's in the middle, and tell me what the difference is now between his situation and there. I'm talking about strictly situational. Okay. The, the, he doesn't the, have the, another edge rusher. He, the, he'd the, be in the same situation where he's the main guy. He, no, he don't got yeah, a def- he don't got a defensive tackle right now on Buffalo, right? Or I mean, on and on the Cardinals, there's no defensive tackle. JJ Watts on the other side. Let's be honest, JJ Watt would be injured a lot. And, so okay, let's and, not and even I'll go there. If I can have he has a, a good year, I'm assuming have, JJ Watt. Plays. Yeah, we're assuming a lot there. If I could have a healthy Ed <laughs> Oliver on that side with – But J.J. Watt can do both. J.J. Watt's played defensive tackle, nose tackle, and end. He can do all of it. So you can put him anywhere. I just feel like if I'm Chandler Jones, you don't already want a ring. You know, you probably want to stay competitive at least. They're the third best team. They're not the third. They're the last place team in that division. If they can send you somewhere and, you you know, you've been there and played with them and they, they're like, all right, well, maybe we can send you to a contender or we can send you to a better situation – now, if it's that. strictly money, I'm all about it. Go get your money. I don't care if you go to if you go to Jacksonville and act like you're gonna revive got, Saxonville he, and just get paid out. But he got paid with the Pats, didn't he? Terrence, he he got paid and he got paid when he first got to Arizona. But my point is, is yeah. that I I don't think that there's a better scenario for him in terms of revitalizing your numbers and then getting paid out next year. He, he, That's just my me, opinion. To me, he don't need to revitalize his numbers. You know what you're getting. 2015, 2019, you're getting at least 10-plus sacks from a man. I mean, you're talking about yeah, six. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to ball out. He's going to ball out for sure. So, and, but, I mean, six years is a century in the NFL. Sacks ain't, sacks ain't the only thing. Like, we know, like, sacks aren't the only thing. But in today's game where the edge rusher is damn near just edge rushing the whole time and yeah. rarely falling And at this point in his career, that's what he's good at. Exactly. Yeah. And he's let's be honest, he's a dog. I mean, other than those big names, well, yeah. I mean, that whole family, Arthur, Arthur Jones, John Jones, Chandler Jones. Imagine being those parents and just having to look at three champ. You've produced three champions, <laughs> two Super Bowl winners, and then you got a and then the, the, arguably the greatest arguably, light heavyweight of all time. Ar- Ar- no, Ar- the not greatest. arguably greatest no, no, light the heavy. greatest light heavyweight, arguably the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's wild. Crazy. That is wild. They athletes, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that household was, you know, they beat each other's ass on a regular basis. In I, if, I, if I'm that family household or I'm the true holiday household or the ball household or the, I, I'm Giannis, sorry, bro. Fam, the Giannis family, you can't tell me nothing. 
All my boys mm-hmm. are in the league. They yeah. all balling. Like you could, if I'm dad, mom, you couldn't come to my house and say nothing. Yeah, you can't tell me <laughs> what what did I not do as a parent, right? <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, all right. So one of the newer ones as well uh, was you know Xavier Howard has requested to get traded out of Miami. This one isn't as shocking to me um, Ooh, as the you. Chandler Jones, but you know obviously one of the where. The NFL has evolved so much over the last couple of years that wide receivers are virtually unguardable at a certain point where you need a top defender to stop offenses like Tennessee, offenses like Kansas City, offenses like Tampa Bay. This is huge implications for a lot of different teams. Where do we see – where do we want to see Xavier Howard land, and what would be the ideal situation for a team that needs that one piece to win? Uh, Marquise, I'll let you start. Thank you. Thank you. So I was looking at it earlier. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Right. So we got the list. We sent it in the group chat to each other. I'm going to bring up some stuff on Xavier Howard. He's incredible year last year. 10 picks led the NFL. He led the league in picks in 2018. He is uh, not only he has, he's probably the best ball hawk. He's the only ball hawk I take over Marcus Peters at yeah. corner. So I take, he's the only corner. If you said pick the ball off, I take over Marcus Peters. He's and he's a solid tackler. So you didn't even bring up the fact that he can tackle too. Only 28 years old. Yeah. 28 years old. The deal is kind of finicky. I get why it's he and he did admit he signed it and not wasn't he wasn't too knowledgeable on it. Him and his agent. So I mean, agent let him down. I'd probably fire buddy. But that's just between me, him, and God. But <laughs> if I had a if I had to pick where a landing zone would be. Uh, if I'm the Panthers, if I could put him on the other side of J.C. Horn in that division, especially because you're tooled up on offense with all those weapons, even if Darnold plays average, you know, you're putting yourself in position to win because we don't know exactly what the Saints will do. And then at least you got enough corners to cover the Bucks, And the Bucks, you know, give it two more years, definitely this year, but maybe two more years. They ain't going to be around forever, you know. The team yeah. can get dismantled at some point. They got about so, three years in our Yeah, right? I'd say two solid, like two, you know, you're two you're solid, maybe a third year, right? Yeah, right. So I'm gonna go Panthers, uh Niners and the Vikings. Okay. I like if you're this. one of if it honestly, if you're the Niners, you need it. You need it. So if you're the Niners. I would go out there, and honestly, if the Chiefs can move some money around, which they can't, they're in cat century cat hell. Probably, yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and they, they got a lot of answers, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't think Nicole Hardman's the answer. For I, I know even. I know my pick as, like, the, the one piece needed. Um, Terrence, who do you got? Uh, for me? Besides the Patriots. I'm not going Patriots. Why are you going Patriots, man? Now, I wouldn't complain if we did a gilly – for Xavier Howard, and we paid Xavier Howard instead of Gilmore, I wouldn't have no complaints. But that's the However, thing is, he's getting paid a lot, and he wants a new deal. No, honestly, he's – the thing is, he's really not getting paid that much. And the no, thing he, is, he's outplayed Byron, that deal. Jones, Byron Jones is getting paid more than him. How yes. are you the, the best – arguably the best defender on your team, the best corner for sure, getting paid less than the next guy? That's, yeah. what, that's, that's why Seattle trying to be careful how much that. how much they pay Jamal because they don't want to overpay him. And then Bobby's looking like, whoa, wait. But yeah, I mean, I don't blame him at all. But how about this? So were we not just talking about Chandler Jones, right? Yep. 
So does Arizona need a corner? Okay. So how about I'm, I'm listening. Xavier Howard for Chandler Jones. How y'all like that? I don't think I think I like it as a standpoint of just for each team, but I don't think the Cardinals have the cap. It's it's weird because you just paid you're gonna pay AJ Green the money, you know. You just brought AJ Green in. We know AJ Green be injured, JJ Watt be injured. I'm gonna pay Chandler Jones, bro. Hey, we got the Paralympics in Arizona. Bro, if you're telling me pay pay them or pay Chandler Jones, I'm gonna pay my man's. Yeah. So uh, my pick is actually the Chargers, all right? So the reason why I like the Chargers for that They're pick stacked. is, yo, because okay, like you that. already know that. your front seven set, right? Like the front seven, you're good. So you add that marquee corner to counteract. So we all, I think we all agree that the potential for the offense is ridiculous, but we don't know because we all see, we see sophomore slumps all the time in the NFL. You know, Justin Herbert could implode this year. Who knows? Um, I don't think he will, but he could. Uh, you know, you, your running game's a little suspect. Uh, you got one of the most reliable targets in Keenan Allen. I know I give him a lot of hell, but he's one of the most reliable targets. Definitely top tier route runner. Um, so if you solidify that defense, whatever uh, whatever uh, downfalls that you have on on offense would kind of be covered by that, and then you would really return to this level where, and specifically in their division, so you are probably finishing number two right now, in my opinion. I think Xavier Howard immediately puts you to number two, and then you become the matchup nightmare for Kansas City. You know, him and Chris Harris Jr. would be and Asante Samuels Jr. in the slot picking up. I think that would be crazy, but I think it would be better because they have Mahomes in that division if they had Chandler Jones and Joey Bosa rush them. Yeah. I think that would be better because they lost Melvin Ingram. And it's easy to say that, too, because we saw, obviously, we know that Kansas City's O-line won't be as badgered as they were in the Super Bowl. But, like, after seeing the Super Bowl, it's so hard to say, like, you almost (laughs) want to be like, yo, if we could just get after Mahomes, it's a wrap, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at it, in both Super Bowls, it happened to him. The Niners did it to him. The Bucs did, like. He just turned it up in that fourth quarter, yeah. Yeah, teams are seeing, like, hey, you know, maybe we can sag off on the corners a little bit. And if we can load the front seven. I think Bosa's enough, can, though. You, you know what I mean? Bosa's enough as is. And then if you Bosa add... Be injured, though. And I hate that. But, like, you make a good point. Because if you have the reliability of Chandler Jones and well, then... Because if you if you think about it, like you're saying, you add Chandler, you got Derwin back there yeah. with the, with Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. and Asante Samuels Jr. If you add Chandler Jones and you buy Derwin time, I don't care what nobody says. I mean, I, it sounds foolish, like, you know... But Derwin's healthy, whew, scary. One of the top bro. guys, yeah. Scary. There's, I mean, the NFL is a, is a terrible the, – the one bad part about football, period, and, and specifically the NFL is, like, inju- injuries are inevitable, right? And yeah. there's a lot of guys whose yeah. careers are, you know, they're borderline, they're borderline Hall of Famers and then become – you know what happened to so and so because of a couple injuries, right? Hey, if we could, if we could do this like Madden, turn the injuries off, that'd be live. Yo, right? the NFL would be there. Wouldn't be a sport that could touch <laughs> it. There wouldn't be a sport that could touch it. Um, I mean, honestly, the Chiefs might be willing to go all in for them. I had that piece. But you got to think they would have to move some. They'd uh, have to amount. say bye to a couple people. I mean, borderline, you'd have to say bye to Chris Jones, and like then you just counteract it. Okay, cool. You added a secondary, but you lost your D line, so it's like nah, what I think I think they buy this, huh? Picks? Picks. Well, no, because you just had Joe Tooney. They're going to have to sign. The Chiefs are going to be in a scary situation, like I said last spot, is that 
they let Sammy go, right? So McCall Hardman's the number two, which really McCall Hardman's not a number two. But if you have Travis Kelsey, you can fake it till you make it with him being a number two. But then you got to pay Tyreek Hill soon. And if Tyreek yeah. keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to argue. Paid, yeah, he's, yeah, oh, he's going to tell you. Paid. I got paid. They did you the best. Pay. They did the best case scenario with Mahomes, but his deal, he's going to start getting paid more the more the years go on, too. So you're going to start losing cap space. Exactly. Tyrone Matthew got to get paid. So I'm pretty sure it's safe to say Honey Badger won't be there. You got to keep retain Orlando Brown, or you wouldn't have traded the first round pick for Orlando Brown. That's true. You're stuck there. And now we're like, oh, well, Travis Kelsey's 31. Who knows when he's going to be like, you know what? I'm (laughs) over this. Like, yeah. It would be wild in four years, potentially. I w- I'm not lying. Three or four years, Kansas City might not even be in playoff contention. Like, they might be, like, crazy just, offense, but, like, what else? They're so arrogant to me. Like, yeah. I, and I like watching them. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think they're a fun team to watch. I think Andy Reid's a, co- a great coach. But they're just, like, arrogant in the fact of, like, all right, we're just going to score. You're going to stop us. Because they're in the division they're in. That's it's it. Like, oh, we're going to score. It. Nobody's stopping us. <laughs> they did the same shit in the, in the Super Bowl. And Devin White and the boys were like, okay, we, we're going to stop you. Don't worry. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Ben, you want to you do the same yeah. shit you keep doing everybody else? That's why I like the Chargers. The Chargers are literally like that, like one defensive piece. And honestly, I like your, whether it's Chandler Jones or Xavier and Howard, like that one piece. And all of a sudden, Kansas City's like, well, shit, you know? And uh, they don't, because they don't have the defense to stop. I don't even think they got the defense to stop the Chargers offense. You know what I mean? So. That could be interesting. Um, obviously, the the most drama filled portion of this whole week is everything that's been coming out of Green Bay. I mean, you could write a thirty for thirty on this team <laughs> before this season even started, right? So, um, the craziest part of all this to me, so obviously being capped with today the press conference, um, Really getting inside. So the, the biggest question has been, is Aaron Rodgers just being a diva or is, it, is the front office really this bad? And in my opinion, the front office situation has been exposed with Aaron Rodgers. Probably the realest press conference I've heard in football in my lifetime uh, came out and just let it air. I'm just here so I won't get fined. That was the real yeah, press conference. He basically said that, yeah. but he didn't just do that, though. He said, I'll be here. So I don't get fined, but also just so you know, here's the dirty laundry of the front office. I mean, my man went all the way back to 2012 with Charles Woodson. He so first of all, he started out by saying James Jones. He said it's not just about me. He's like, I've been seeing this since day one. Since I've been that dude in Green Bay, he's like, we've disrespected every marquee player going back to Charles Woodson, who's arguably the greatest player in franchise history, right? Um, outside of Aaron and Brett Favre. So you had Charles Woodson going back to 2012, so almost 10 years ago, they you disrespected him. Two of my guys that were two of my best targets, and Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, you disrespected them. Yeah, Casey uh, Hayward. Casey Hayward, you disrespected yeah. um, Micah Hyde. Uh, was it Balaga? You disrespected him. Yeah. All these guys, he he rattled off a ton of names and said you disrespected all these all pro talent guys. And now here is my time where I'm arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. All I asked for is after we saw what Tom Brady was able to do in Tampa, give me a little bit of room to work with some of these guys that I work out with in the off season. Why are you not giving me the respect that I deserve? Um, Terrence, I'll let you start out. What did you think of obviously going back, you know, he, he rejected the, the extension after everything we yeah. already knew the press conference today, what did that, 
change? What did that add to? What did that do for you? I mean, for me, it just, he aired out the front office. Like, end of the day, I feel like they're honestly dead wrong for the way they've been handling the situation. For somebody, a generational talent such as Aaron Rodgers, and for him, all he wants is a little say-so in the free agents, a little say-so in what we're doing as far as, you know, for the future when it comes to draft. Because, like, when you look at it, okay, you drafted my successor, like he said today, or, you know, in the press conference, it's like, you know, what are we doing? Like, you know, you arguably I've had some great help here. However, when they're leaving, they're not even getting offered contracts or we're just yeah. flat out not trying to pay them what they're worth. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I feel like, honestly, the front office is dead wrong for the way they've been handling the situation because – like I said, you got a generational talent like Aaron Rodgers and all he wants is, hey, keep my guy, Randall Cobb. Hey, keep this guy, keep this guy. Let me get a little input on this. Or, hey, like he said, we had a guy who was arguably the second best receiver throughout the whole camp, and you cut him, but didn't come to me, and maybe I could have changed your mind, persuade you not to cut this guy. Why? You know you know what's wild? He ain't even telling you on offense to keep these all pro, like all like he's asking you to keep dudes that are like, you know, like the third, third section guy, other than Jordy. Jordy was the number one dude for him at a point, but like he's telling you to keep dudes that he just are reliable targets for him. Like if I was if I'm I honestly don't see a problem with if you were the franchise to let your quarterback tell you who he wants his weapons to be. Like no if shit. He has some input. Like, yeah, what's wrong with that? Like, hey, I want this dude. I want to throw the ball. This dude, this dude, this dude. He can tell you why. And he's he's shown you every year. This man got multiple MVPs. He's coming off an MVP season. And you're still not trying to let this man be like, yeah, I want you to go get Julio Jones. I want to see, I want to see, I, I want to see the Texans <laughs> crash and burns, all right? This year, I hope Green Bay next year out there, Aaron, run it back. They crash and burn next year. Because this is just getting, it's getting ridiculous, bro. Like, these organizations are just. They're like, doing dirty by their players. And I mean, the biggest it's blatant. Problem, yeah. Yeah. The biggest problem is when ownership and all right. So I had to write this guy's name down because I don't even know how to say it, but Brian Gutenkirk, Gutenkunz, something Gutekiss, like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the dude's only been there for a couple of years and they're basically, you know, we all saw right the Instagram post with the comparison to the last dance. Mm-hmm. Not to give Jerry Krause too much uh praise here, but at least he drafted Michael Jordan. At least he brought Scottie Pippen to the team. He brought Phil Jackson's team. He brought Dennis Rodman to the team. What has Brian Gutenkus done for Green Bay other than piss off your arguably greatest player you've ever had? I mean, that shit you did was draft Julia. You drafted the replacement and Devontae Adams. That's it. And Devontae Adams. <laughs> what? And they're not even confident in that man. <laughs> You're not even. And obviously, you know, no one will take anything away from the Devontae Adams thing because he's arguably next up for best wide receiver in the league. But other than that, genuine, I, that's a serious question. What have you done for this team other than piss off your greatest player? And we talked about Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams wants out too. He does not want to be in green. He said, if Aaron's not here, I, send me to Las Vegas. Let me play with Derek Carr. It's safe to say next year, all them boys are going to be gone. It's gonna be oh, Aaron. Sure. It's gonna be Aaron Jones and Jordan Love rocking the show. Oh, Aaron Jones is gonna be pissed because Aaron Rodgers is one of the only reasons why he resigned. Because, because <laughs> let's be honest, Robin Tonyan on his contract year, he probably gonna he. I'm telling you right now, if uh, Derek Carr will probably get lucky and get Devontae Adams, you know, barring you know Green Bay tags him. But I have a feeling that 
he won't play on the tag. You know what I mean? He did say like this year he was coming to get paid, but I think next year when it's time to get like paid, paid, I feel like he won't play on the tag. You've seen players not play on the tag. Like Bell didn't play on the tag. And then Robert Tanya, I feel like he's just gonna follow Aaron wherever Aaron goes. I feel like he'd be like, Oh, well, why not? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go play <laughs> with Aaron. You know what I mean? Why not? So then you, you get to that point, it's just these organizations are doing this to these players, and Aaron's really just saying he wants input and just to respect these dudes and what they've done. Like, I don't even think he's and saying he make wants me. to respect that he's earned. Like, yeah, he, and he wants to respect these earned. Like, he's saying respect him and respect these players that have gave you everything they got. Like, Charles Woodson, man, like, really? Yeah, that was that one was wild to me. Is uh, the Charles Woodson thing? Um, the fact that you can look that man in the face because argue other than Brett Favre. You know, Bart Starr and Aaron Rodgers, the only person you could argue as the greatest player in the team's history is Charles Woodson. Like, and so the fact that that's what I loved about Aaron's thing is he could have gone out there and just said, look, me, 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 me. And the first thing he opened with is I've been peeping how y'all treat people. And I've had an issue with it since day one. I let it slide, let it slide. He even owned up to it. He said, I should have said something sooner, but I didn't. And now that I put my foot down, and he loves that Randall Cobb's back, but the bone you're throwing me is bringing back Randall Cobb years later. He, he basically said, like, you can try, but on, I, in my eyes, unless if they win a Super Bowl this year and then sign someone crazy in the offseason and basically say, you be the GM, he's not coming back next you, year. What, for them to bring him back, honestly, in all reality, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Aaron wants to come back next year. I think, honestly, he's probably going to escape to the Broncos next year without having to give up anything and get him, and they keep all their pieces. But you would have to sign Devontae Adams, make him the highest-paid receiver, which in well-due time he should be, or he should be next year, right? Yeah. You're going to have to keep him. You're going to have to pay Jaleel Alexander coming up in, I think, two years, right? So you got to pay him. You got to get some offensive line help. You the thing is, though, you're going to have to have success to, for these people to even want to resign. Exactly. So and then you're going to have the have the money – they ain't got the money to bring all these dudes. That too. So it's just a lot of guys gonna be out the door for sure. I mean, that window was closing quick. Yeah, closing yeah. quick, and and they could be poverty very soon. Yeah, and um, it's weird though because they're closest next year. They're really yeah. good at making the transition to stay relevant and still be consistently. They've had droughts where they 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 bottomed out, but then they get out of it pretty quick. But they got super lucky with the Atlanta trade. A lot of people don't know this. Atlanta traded Brett Favre for a bag of pretzels to uh, Green Bay, so they got lucky there. And then you had 20 years of that quarterback, and then uh, you got lucky again with Aaron Rodgers basically being too cocky pre-draft. He fell all the way back to Green Bay and arguably is the GOAT. So, like – they're not confident in Jordan Love. Maybe Jordan Love steps in and proves everybody wrong. But unless well, that's the is, same situation, I you're probably not going to get they're that opening up. But you think they get, give this man the keys to the city to keep this man in Green Bay. And he's even said this his whole career that he wants to retire a Packer. A Packer. Doing and that's everything the other thing I will. loved, bro. He loves his coaching staff. He loves his players. He loves the bro. city of Green Bay. And he said, I want to retire a Packer. But they're I, doing honestly, everything he they might just retire after this year. He might just push year. him out the door. And, feel, and they've done nothing. I feel bad because uh, Blake Boyle's got a short end of the stick because of this. <laughs> that man, Aaron, said, I'm coming back. You know, this is the last dance. They released that boy. Yo, all man, I'm saying Boyle's is every trash, Sunday I'm watching bro. Packers games. All, all I'm saying oh, is I'm watching they Packers They're going to be entertaining. I got – Devontae Adams getting 100-plus receptions, probably for 1,500 yards. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers, I'll, I'll put it right here. 
Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has never thrown 50. He's thrown 50 touchdowns this year. And he'll do something stupid Ooh. like he'll do something stupid like 50 <laughs> touchdowns, eight interceptions, bro. Yeah, It'll be bro, because he doesn't turn the ball over. So like, at he all, he still I I don't think he still to this day has thrown 100 interceptions in his career, which is why he, he low key would probably do something crazy, throw 50 touches. 50 Imagine touches. 50 touchdowns, five interceptions. He goes 10 for one. That would be wild. And 5,000 yards. I don't think he's throwing for 5,000 yards crazy. either. Hey, you know, I had the Super Bowl, the early predictions we did. Remember, I had dog pound going against the Bucks, but I said if Aaron – Yeah, Kansas I think I, got, I had Green I, Bay and Kansas City was my pick. Yeah, I got dog pound going against the Packs, the Cheeseheads. We need that. We need that one time for the one time. We need <laughs> we need Green Bay versus – we need Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes, the passing of the torch. I don't care who wins the game. I would like Aaron to win it, but that would be the wildest thing of all time. Oh, Aaron going to win it. Who who about to guard Devontae Adams? Ladarius Sneed's nice. I, I like I him. I agree. I think Aaron he, he ain't guarding Devontae Adams. So that's my se- my second favorite player. I don't know if I've said this before. My second favorite player all time is Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, favorite is Julio Jones. Um, but all right, uh, I think we got through the news. Uh, you know, it was a wild week. Uh, we're moving on to the fan favorite uh, segment. We got overtime. Uh, I got three questions and a, and a bonus question for us. Oh, I'm Just, I'm getting it back. Uh, the you know, Marquise thinks he's about to bring it back. I got a lot of confidence in Terrence. Uh, I got some good ones this week. You know, I, I, I think we're going to start out with the layup, but uh, <laughs> it, it, this is a good one. Um, you know, I like to keep it within the, in the in the division. So, uh, so I'm going to start this off. Uh, we all know Peyton Manning has virtually every AFC South passing record imaginable. So, uh, especially with the Colts. So, the question for number one is. Who has the second most touchdown passes in franchise history? And you you only have two options here, so this is a coin flip. Is it Johnny Unitas or is it Andrew Luck? And uh, I'll start with, uh, you know, Terrence, you can go second. Uh, or, I mean, Marquis, you can go second. Terrence, you got first up. Who do you got? Bro, I <laughs> want to say Andrew Luck because he was snapping. And they didn't throw the ball as much last, and, and back in the day. Yeah, but I'm I'm just gonna go Andrew Luck. Okay, Marquise, are you switching I'm up? Going, or you... I'm going Johnny. You going Johnny Unitas? Is that your final answer? He probably got it right. Yeah, I'm going Johnny. All right, yeah, Marquise got it right. It is Johnny Unitas. Um, I'm just going. Andrew. Yeah, you got to remember. I mean, Andrew Luck, he got up there very quickly, but he he, he was only, getting mauled. He only played six he years. He was, so but Johnny and I was there for like sixteen years. Balling. So, um, but yeah. I was very shocked. I think it was like one eighty something to two twenty something. They were only about a season worth of numbers off. See, I knew Andrew was high, although he didn't play that long. So I'm like, uh, all right. So we got Marquise is up one zero. Uh, this is the interesting one right here. This is a good okay, one. Okay, okay. If, uh, Whoever gets this, if either of y'all get this right, that you deserve something because this is a tough one. You would have never thought this was that tough. So who is the all-time AFC South rusher with 11,271 yards, okay? Remember, 11,271 yards. Is it Edron James with the Indianapolis Colts? Is it Eddie George with the Tennessee Titans? Is it Fred Taylor with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Or is it Arian Foster with the Houston Texans? Uh, Marquis, I'll let you go first. It got to it gotta be Freddie T. Freddie Taylor? Yeah, it has to be. That's your pick? Yeah, it has to be Freddie T. Okay. Uh, Terrence, who do you got? So you remember your options are Edron James, Eddie George, Fred Taylor, and Arian Foster. 
I'm gonna go with Eddie George. Eddie George. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you all this. Uh, you know, Terrence, you got the second pick, but it is it's Fred Taylor with eleven thousand. I was just trying to go some opposite. Hey, piece. I'll let you know. I'll tell y'all right now. Fred Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame. Buddy Bro. is a dog. So I'll be honest with y'all. So my pick was when going into this, I thought I, the reason why I picked this question I was like, oh, most people forget about Eddie George. Like that was gonna be the pick. And then I was like, yo, how did I forget about Ed Taylor? He's one of those forgotten <laughs> heroes of. He was on some garbage teams. A lot of people don't I remember. I just wanted to go opposite of Keys. No, oh, yeah, you're good. And, I mean, I, I'll be straight up. I'll even admit I was not going to pick Fred Taylor, but that was the one that uh, – he's he's just one of those guys that got forgotten because he was on the team that was so bad. Oh, um, all right. So, again, the Colts hold oh, a lot of – Hold on. Fred Taylor is a 2020 – I think he's going to the Pro Bowl or the Hall of Fame this year. Is I he? about that. Yeah. I mean, I the Hall of Fame. Year. Yeah, the Hall of Fame game this year. We'll find out. Um, so again, the Colts hold a lot of these offensive records because, you know, that, that team is ridiculous, but, uh, so AFC all-time leading receiving yardage, uh, besides Marvin Harrison, who was at 14,000, I mean, yeah, it was Marvin Harrison. I, I, took, no doubt. I took the sales out from underneath you. It was 14,580 yards from Marvin Harrison, but second place was not far behind. 14,345 yards. So just a little under 200 yards. So 200 and uh, I believe 35 yards less than Marvin Harrison. Your options are Reggie Wayne, his counterpart and, and heir apparent, uh, Ernest Givens, uh, Andre Johnson, or Jimmy Smith, another unsung Jaguars. Andre uh, Johnson. All right. So yeah, you I, was got, say Andre I, Johnson I wasn't even going to say it, but okay. Marquise went Andre Johnson. So who do you got, Terrence? I was going to say Andre Johnson, too. Are you going to stick with that? Yeah, yeah, you got some ground to cover here. What's what's the other people again? (laughs) Ernest Givens. you got Reggie Wayne, Ernest Givens, Andre Johnson, or Jimmy Smith. Just to go with somebody else, I'm going to go Reggie Wayne. I'm glad you did that because it is Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne is actually the second. He's (laughs) only 235 yards behind. Uh, Marvin Harrison. Now the huge difference is in touchdowns. So Marvin Harrison had 128 career touchdowns, and Reggie Wayne only had like 61. So like less than half. But um, what? Yeah, bro, that actually surprised me too. I told you I had some good ones this week. That that surprised hey, the hell. Yeah. So what I remember? Because Reggie Wayne was like probably the better possession receiver of the two, and he was bigger. So Martin was killing people and marvin was everything to that team so like when reggie wayne played the reason why he didn't have the touchdowns was because they had like dallas clark and like all the uh who's the running back joseph adai was catching passes like they had everything when he was playing um so i'll do the the bonus question which you know uh marquise has already won but uh i guess terrence you could technically tie this so this is another good one um who had more career touchdowns with the uh, with the Colts? And this is between Philip Rivers in his one year as a starter with the Colts, or Jacoby Brissett with his two years as a starter with the Colts. Who had more touchdowns between touchdown passes? passes? Yes, sir. Passes. I'll let you go first to see if you can close the gap here. I'll have to wing one if you get this right, and Marquise. I'm gonna go with Jacoby Brissett. Right, There's a percent. year Jacoby lit it up too, boy. But I'm going Philip. Philip's a gunslinger, bro. Okay. He was slinging that thing. 
All right. Well, Marquise must have forgotten slept through this whole last year because he only had 17 touchdowns. Uh, Jacoby Brissett had about, yeah, I think it was 38. Oh, uh, no. And he had, what, 29? Damn, I should have had a fifth question. Um, Damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, but I'll just let y'all do. Go, go off a question of last season. Something last, last season. season? Really All right, yes. let me – Uh, I'll have to pull some. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm going to have to pull something up. Well, Fred, yeah, I'll talk. Fred Taylor did not get nominated for the Hall of Fame this year, too. I'm he did tripping. not. I'm tripping. He snubbed again, I think. Uh, he should totally be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Odell Beckham has looked good in training camp so far. All right. What y'all think about Chad Johnson? Do y'all think Chad Johnson should be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, Chad. Yo, Chad Johnson's ridiculous. He's not honestly, and I'm not even trying to be like disrespectful to Fred Taylor, but like just for like style points, I'm surprised that Chad Johnson didn't get in sooner. Oh, and my favorite quarterback of my favorite team caught the Rona. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, luckily it's uh, during the training camp, so I don't think he's getting fined. All right, so 2020, no looking. I want to see everybody's hands. Hands up. All right, that was probably not the right word. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that, was that not the right definitely word wasn't the right word, Travis. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, definitely not me saying that. We'll just we'll edit that one out. Uh, who was the NFL leading passer last year in yardage? All right. Yardage. Don't give us any choices. Just let us guess. Okay, guess. It's Watson. Who you got, Terrence? Last year? Yeah. I'm going to go... Just to be somebody different, I'm gonna go with Wilson. Yeah, King me. It's Watson. Man, screw Marquise, bro. I knew he already knew the answer. I, I knew it was Watson, Watson bro, I but chose, I was like, let me I know chose, somebody else was answering. I showed this the question. Hey, but I was like, because my thing was like, all right, well, let me pick, you know, something AFC South. I was like, oh, well, Deshaun Watson did I'm it. I'm trying to make it fun, man. Hey, yeah, y'all, King me. Y'all want to ask me some questions about some recent recent stats too? Hey, let's, bro, next time I'm going to be like 1973 uh, extra point leader. That's going to be my next question. I gave you a layup. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm letting y'all know I'm, run, I'm running consecutively back. I had the three weeks prior nah, to last week. You already week's broke the streak. You got to start over. Yeah, I'm going to run it back another three weeks. Three P. You right. hear me? Oh, these going to be some toughies next week. Anyway, so we got Marquise back on top. Uh, we appreciate y'all watching with this. Uh, we got one last thing. You know, we like to give uh, a little motivation at the end of our episodes. Uh, this week, we got Terrence with the word of the day. Uh, Terrence, send us off, man. Yeah, so word of the day that I have for you guys. So the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Mm. So we, we can make all of our dreams come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So it doesn't matter what it is that you want to do in life. You want to be a CEO, you want to be the president of a company, you want to be an athlete or whatever. The secret of getting ahead is getting started. So obviously we have to get started to get where we want to be at. So, and that's one of the hardest things because for us as humans, I feel like if you're not that type of personality that's going to go for it, balls to the wall, the biggest thing for us as humans is procrastination. So, oh, I do it now. I do it tomorrow. There's I'll always tomorrow. Friday. Yeah, always putting it off. There's always another time. But that time that you're not putting in, somebody else is putting in that time and might also have that same dream to get where you're trying to go as well. So in order to get, in order to be the man, 
you got to be the man. So, you know. <laughs> hey, tomorrow, like tomorrow, tomorrow ain't promised, big dog. So that too. Live your life to the fullest today. Yeah, whatever you can do in your hands today that you can control, knock it out. Yeah, always good to take that first step. Terrence, I I really, really like that one. That was a very good one because I feel like a lot of people, especially our age, is always like, yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Bro, why aren't you starting today? So Exactly. I I, I just had a homeboy. He just signed up for school. Same thing with college. Same thing with me, bro. Was I, no joke, Marquise. Some of your tweets really did. I, I'm not just saying this. Really did inspire me. I'm like, yo, he's my age, and he's just you know kind of relatively getting started in school. Why am I not doing this? I I got you know X amount of years already done. Why am I not finished? And I just got in, and now I'm you know back in school, rocking you know it out. You know it's funny. That's good shit. You ain't the only person to tell me that. And I be tweeting like random stuff like about me in school. Like, oh, I got this paper due, or yeah, oh, I did oh this. you know, school sucks right now, but I'm gonna get this done. Like, yeah. I was like why am I not doing this? Like, <laughs> my job will pay for me to do it. What what excuse do I have? So that's a perfect um, example. It's yeah. just, that's the hardest part is getting started, but it's all up to us yeah. as far as our success. So look at looking yourself in the mirror and asking yourself, why am I not? Is a great hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself yeah. accountable. I'm a bull on the 23rd. I'm a bull on the 23rd. I'm actually a bull <laughs> right now, but I hey, guess I'm gonna be walking around campus. We're Excuse me, Southern lost. New Hampshire University. Never even been there, bro. And that's my school. We're the pen. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's been another successful week. Uh, thank y'all so much for joining in, tuning in, checking up on the latest NFL news and uh, drama going around the league. You know, it's been crazy this week. Please like and subscribe on Twitter. Uh, follow us and subscribe on uh, YouTube. Uh, all the, you know, uh, streaming platforms were there. Uh, got Terrence, got Marquise. Thank you so much. We out. Later.